You're listening to the Stay Sore Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Stay Sore Podcast. I'm your host, Bo Skitsko, and today I have the pleasure to introduce to you one of my clients, Neil. And it's, it's, I think it's a very important and inspirational and sometimes motivational story that Neil has because... It's not always about being Mr. Olympia. It's not always about having like chiseled abs or like winning a strongman competition. Sometimes you're just a normal person and has a full-time job, family, kids, and you need to take control over your health. And that quite often can happen through lifestyle changes. And that's why I think it's very important to share your story, Neil. Thank you so much for being on the show. So your story, I think, is important to the average person because, yes, you can take control over your own health. About two years ago, you came to me looking for a fitness program or something. What was the reason you were looking for a program? Well, so really the main reason was because I, for a long time, kind of struggled with getting a good, consistent exercise routine, you know, struggled with diet, made Mm -hmm. a lot of excuses. And, you know, along the way, just kind of figured I'll get to it eventually. Mm-hmm. But really the catalyst was a pretty, pretty eye-opening doctor's appointment, my annual physical. Okay. Okay. Um, a lot of my numbers were not going in the right direction for mm-hmm. a long time. But now this was getting to a point of, you know, my doctor had actually advised that of um, upping my cholesterol medication. Okay. So I'd been taking cholesterol medication for a long time just more as a precautionary measure mm-hmm. because of my family history and my doctor was very cautious but at the moment that he said okay now this isn't precautionary this is actually you know preventative mm-hmm. you know in a sense um, that that really opened my eyes up and and he had, you know we had a pretty pretty uh, I think meaningful conversation about what the future would look like if I kept going down that path. With what, what did it look like? How, what was the wording, if you can roughly remember, that scared you most? Yeah, I think it was more, I think that, you know, um, for a long time, so in my, my family, we have a history of heart attacks. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, right or wrong, I think that I had always thought, okay, well, I'll have a heart attack and I'll die, <laughs> but I'll enjoy my life until then. And yeah, it'll be sad, but you know. And when you say enjoy, you mean I just do the things I love doing, eating out and going out and whatever. Eating, you know, drinking, just being lazy, you know, Uh sitting around doing nothing. But, um, you know, not that I hadn't thought about these things, but, you know, the doctor had kind of said, well, you may not just have a heart attack and die. You may have a stroke. You may have a heart attack and not die. And now somebody is going to be indebted, you know, to, or not indebted, but, you know, obligated to take care of you for the rest of your life. So, you know, I gave that a lot of thought and I was like, oh, you know, I kind of wrote this story for myself that was, again, justifying my behavior. Mm -hmm. And now I'm thinking about different outcomes and what that would do to my family, what that would, you know, do to other people and realizing that, you know, you can't just lay this thing out that works for you just so you can do whatever you want. Um, So, you know, I asked him at that time, you know, can we avoid the medication change Mm -hmm. if I can change my behavior. So he said, I'll give you six months, you know, but when you come back, um, so instead of doing an annual physical, we'll do a six month follow up. He was like, at that point, we're going to have to make a decision. So if you can do it, then we'll keep you on the old medication. If you can't, then 
then we're going to have to bump it up. So he asked the doctor for kind of an ultimatum. If yeah. I can make it work, can we, right. can we skip the medications? And right. just background, it's not that you are lazy. You have a super important and very busy job managing mm -hmm. a lot of people, mm -hmm. but it's a sedentary job from the computer right. for the most right. part. So that's the part that you mean by yeah, physically yeah. active. Because right. mentally you're pretty busy. I know I talk mm -hmm. to you about your job quite yep. often. Yep. So I see you... What made you change your your story writing internally was the responsibility in front of your family and kids. Yeah, for the most part, and to myself, you know, um, to lead a better life and have a healthier lifestyle. And I think that I I've had a lot of fun for you know whatever the mm -hmm. the forty mm -hmm. years building up to that, and it was time to make some changes. Okay. Well, did you did you have any fears or apprehensions, anything before you came in looking for, for a change? Yeah, I mean, I think that always there's the fear of just falling back into the old habits, you know, just giving up. I could have, you know, I think one, one apprehension was, well, I could just take the new medication and just keep going. And maybe yeah. the story will result the way that I, I thought it would. And right? unfortunately, most people, I'm really sad to say that, but most people go that route. Right. Like just whatever, I'll just take the medication, just do the same thing. Yeah. So that was one thing, right? Is like not sticking with it. But that's where I think that um, I really decided to make myself more accountable to others. So like starting with the doctor, right? So that yeah. was the first thing like, okay, I'm accountable to this mm -hmm. person. In six months from now and I mean I you know he's been my physician for like close to 20 years mm -hmm. um, so you know there's that sense of responsibility yeah, to him definitely. right and then um, you know working with you a little bit in the beginning and kind of thinking about <clears throat> being accountable to friends and family talking more about this lifestyle change um, kind of putting it out there in front of people so that if I go back on it right there's like a level people can of, call you out yeah i mean there's a level i think of like using that that shame to your advantage mm -hmm. right i used to tell people at work you know i talk about this a lot with you guys because if you see me eating donuts tomorrow then you know that i'm not you know telling the truth you see, know? The, the, the interesting thing is and what i want people to to get out of this this is that the way you talk about it right now is not the same meal i met two years ago <laughs> yeah, 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 because yeah. two years ago when you came in you said well this weekend I'm going out with, with buddies from work. How am I supposed to not eat this? Or yeah. how am I supposed to not drink it? And my wording to you was, tell them what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Tell them so they get, can call you out on it. And you were kind of nervous about it. Now yeah. you're so like, um, you're confident in these things. But mm -hmm. before it wasn't. And it was a long process of changing you. Yeah. Not just physical exercises, but all these conversations. Right. It, I'm really happy to see that now you can say it so confidently, but it didn't start there. No, for sure. I mean, it's a mindset change. You have to put it in the front of your mind instead of in the back of your mind. Right? Yes, so, most definitely, most um, definitely. So uh, your initial goals were, correct me if I'm wrong, but changing a little bit, working out a little more and eating a tiny bit less, but you still had it in your mind that I'm still going to find out, figure out ways how I can eat bad things or drink bad things, right? How did <laughs> I mean, your goals change over time? Yeah, I think that, so I think that there's been kind of like some peaks and valleys. I think in the beginning, because of that sort of six month ultimatum, at that time, I really was going pretty hardcore that, mm -hmm. okay, you know, I'm going to really limit the calories because I have this, this appointment coming up. But then, you know, after kind of hitting that first milestone, then I started, I think, to fall back into some, mm -hmm. you know, 
not excuse making, but you know, just kind of negotiating with my, within mm -hmm. myself, like how can I? But it just doesn't. I don't think it works that way. You can't just go up and down. Especially, Unfortunately, it works know. for most people, but well, that's the wrong way of it's, doing it's, it. Yeah, and I and I think that again, like the accountability, um, you know, coming to the studio, right, paying for a service, um, you know, that that helps a lot because you don't. You generally you don't pay for something and then do the opposite of whatever you paid for true, the next true. day, right? So that, that definitely helps. Money is a big motivator. Yeah, it, it is. Um, but, you know, yeah, there were, you know, you have your moments of, well, I can kind of cheat here and cheat there. But I would say that the initial goals, though, really were get back to a better place, you know, at least in time for, for that, that checkup. Yeah, and then... That was the next kind of struggle, I would say. It's like, okay, I was able to actually mm -hmm. achieve something. Mm -hmm. Now there's a fork in the road. Do I stick with it and go better? Or do I fall back and then go, you know, and then go hardcore again? And, but I, I, I think something clicked where you just can't yo-yo every three or six months mm -hmm. like that. I mean, it just, it, it just wouldn't work. It, it's hard. I mean, I understand. And in the beginning, we had these conversations where... You even admitted and told me, like, uh, we, we worked out twice a day. And once in the blue moon on a Sunday or something, you're like, I, I don't know. I'm going to eat bad. Maybe if I pay you for this extra session, I'm actually yeah. going to work out because that's going to motivate me. Yep. Yep. And nowadays, yeah. you do it yourself. Yeah. I actually, my, my goal, like, guys, if you're listening or watching this, my goal, and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong, mm -hmm. but... It's not to get people in here and get paid, which, which is nice. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still have to pay my bills. But my goal is to teach you how to yeah. do it. So now you're working out less with me and more by yeah. yourself. But we had to get to the point where you were mentally strong enough to actually do it instead of find right. excuses not to, right? Right, yeah. No, we went from two to three times a week, yeah, with a lot of those Sundays and you know, where I'd call you and say, hey, you know, I'm feeling like I'm not going to be able to make it through the rest of the day. I'll negotiate so my here, way out of right, the workout. Yeah, yeah, back down to then twice a week and now once a week, and I've been able to keep it up on my own. Um, you, you were so. almost about to sell your like home gym, yeah, like yeah. A, a bench of barbells, dumbbells. <laughs> and over last year during the lockdown where the, everyone had to stay at home, um, you actually approached me and said, hey, I need to do this. I need to stay accountable. We worked out online. Mm -hmm. And I taught you how to use that home equipment to do it yourself. And now you see me only once a week and you keep yeah. going and do it yourself. And I'm super proud of you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it was a good decision not to sell it. And that's another thing you know, I wanted to mention is I think I'd only been coming here for about two to three months before the lockdown. And you know, I think that's another thing for me that kind of clicked. Because at that time, March of 2020, I could have easily just quit, right? Yeah. Like, oh, well, I can't come here, so there's no options. I'm going to sell all my equipment. Um, maybe if I would have sold it, maybe, I don't know, who knows, maybe I yeah. would have quit. But, you know, again, I think that things worked out in such a way, and I finally was taking it seriously, that even doing it from home, I, I kept up with it. And the majority of our workouts actually were online through that, you know, yep. appointment where I was able to lower my cholesterol and get get a lot of the numbers in the right direction. So. so really quick, why we do this whole podcast, what was your biggest win out of this whole lifestyle change? Mm. Well, I mean, there's been a few. I think so one thing I would say, 
you know, again, as I mentioned, being accountable to family. So I actually do a Zoom workout with a cousin of mine who mm-hmm. was kind of on a similar And I trained journey. both of you yeah, for, we did for a minute. Yep, yep. He's from we a different did. state, but yep. on Zoom during the lockdown, I trained both of yeah, you. Yeah, so times. we worked out with you, and then he started, you know, coming up with some of his own workouts. So that's been a big win because he and I now are accountable to each other. So, you know, there's never a Sunday that either one of us is texting. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, I don't feel like it. Like we're right there every morning, awesome. you know, every Sunday. So that's been a big one. I'm really happy about that because, you know, we've been able to kind of help each other. Um, you know, I, I, <clears throat> the numbers that kind of motivated for me in the beginning they really have. And numbers, you mean blood work? Yeah, blood work. So the lab results. So my cholesterol, um, you know, like hemoglobin, my LDL, HDL, like all of those have gotten, they were all either over the acceptable threshold mm-hmm. by a little bit two years ago or really trending. Just borderline. Yeah, borderline to go over. Now they're at like mid range or even like below the range after two years. And even in that first six months, everything shot down. So that was another thing I would say is like a big win just to see in a six month period of time, the difference that can be made through exercising and through, you know, changing habits and eating right. And now those have stayed consistent. And if you look at my numbers now, you'd say, oh, that's a healthy person versus what you would have seen two years ago. And that for me personally, as your trainer or coach, that's the biggest, happiest point of all of this. That's the biggest win because yeah, the mirror is nice. Yeah, buying new clothes, which you had to buy a bunch of new clothes because <laughs> you got smaller and tighter, but yeah. your shoulders got broader and stuff. So everything changed well, but the health and more so the quality of life. Yeah. Uh, and then you just being a good example for your family and kids, mm-hmm. right? That yeah. to me is the biggest win because yeah. a healthy body can look good anyway. So health comes first and it looks follow. Yeah. So that's the biggest win. And I'm so proud of the numbers and then you were so concerned about the numbers, but now you actually even see physical appearance yeah, in the I mean, mirrors. That's different. that's a nice, uh, I guess, byproduct of it. I'm still focused on the health. It's really less about you know the the cosmetic aspect of it or however you say it. But yeah. it is good to be able to see the results. It's a nice motivator as well. Yeah, it does. Like it makes you feel like okay, I don't want to get back to where I was. Right, I want to keep this keep this up just from the perspective of. When you see something look better, you want to keep it that way. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, back to the health piece, like now I actually, every six months, I'm looking forward to that appointment. Mm -hmm. Like I'm actually excited to drive there and have them take my blood (laughs) to do the blood work. I mean, those kind of things that, you know, in the past, I was like, oh my God, you know, I don't want to have to do this. And then I get the results. I get it. So we talked about your win, but... What are some struggles and frustrations throughout the whole mm. process of changing your lifestyle? It didn't happen overnight. Yeah. You had so many different in-depth conversations. Yeah, I mean, I still think it's always still a struggle, right? To think about the every decision on a daily basis, right? You have to, now it's like I said, in the front of my mind. So it's, I don't want to say a struggle or a negotiation, but, you know, <laughs> sometimes it's not as fun yeah. to go back to revert to those bad habits because now there's a feeling of guilt. Yeah. So that's that's definitely, but I think it's good guilt in a way um, because you do it less, right? Do those things less. But um, that's probably a big, probably the, the one thing that I would say is like an annoyance of it is that I'm very, I think now, again, like guilt driven, right? So like mm-hmm. if I do something five hours from now that isn't healthy, you know, it's kind of 
consuming me. I, um, I, I've noticed that from our conversations. Yeah. When you know you're gonna have a family event mm -hmm. or go somewhere and do eat something or right. be unprepared. But how, okay, let's talk about excuses or how to fight them. When you know these things happen, what do you do? And I kind of know the answer, but I want yeah. you to answer to the viewers. Well, listeners. I mean, for me, I, I, again, I think that it, it also wouldn't be healthy for me to just be 100%, mm -hmm. you know, never do anything totally you know, that I get some pleasure out of, whether it's, you know, eating a, a higher calorie meal or having some drinks or things like that. So, um, but it's just picking and choosing the spots, right? That if it's if it's something with friends and family, I will, you know, I'll, I'll do a little better, um, mm -hmm. even in the, in that space. Whether it's ordering something different, um, just eating a little bit less. But you know, I'm not going to close myself off to it completely. Um, but you know, I think then you just have to kind of compensate for it by you know, leading a healthy lifestyle until the next time you have to kind of break from it. But those just can't be very often. Okay, so let's, uh, let's uh, word it slightly different and uh, make it more clear how people can fight these little things or maybe once in a blue moon enjoy life. And mm -hmm. what you do, what I've noticed from our conversations always is if something happens, you know you're going to eat or go out or have a wedding or whatever it is, first of all, you try to call me and, hey, I need a hard workout yeah, before. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or, so you, yep. you prepare for it. Yeah. Then you you uh, try to eat a little less throughout the day. Is that yep. true? Yeah, for sure. And yeah. what I'm most proud of right now, lately, in the last few months, uh, I've noticed you actually found a hotel gym. Mm -hmm. You found a, some something to do. With, you even told me at one time you were in a hotel, there was no gym, but you surprised yourself. You actually got up and did some push-ups and squats yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. So it's a mindset change and then slowly right. pushing those those little uh, improvements to get ready for that one little indulgence. Yep. And if you do all these steps before, it's not going to be as guilt-driven. So yeah, true. yeah, for sure. No, that's that's a good point. Definitely one thing I've learned from, you know, working out with you is, and just kind of opening my eyes up is that you don't need a huge gym to get a good workout. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was... Are you calling my gym small? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, you need a, what, like a five by three Your kind of space, Your basement is right? a good example yeah. where you worked out throughout the whole lockdown through yep. Zoom with me. It, it's a small space. Yeah. You can touch the ceiling. Yeah. We actually had problems with overhead presses. Right, right. Yeah. So those are some of the things, again, like I don't think, it's not that I didn't realize that these things could be done, right? I mean, I knew what a squat was before I met you, but it's just my mind was like, well, I'm never going to do one of those. Like, why would I do that? Now, if I'm, yeah, like stuck in a hotel room or, you know, somewhere, I can just do that right in place. And, yeah. and, and you're right, it helps to kind of prepare for the rest of the the day or the weekend or whatever you know you're involved in so yeah we that's that's a good point I've, I've definitely adopted that mindset and the key word what you said was very important it just can't be that often you go eat out once in a while mm -hmm. but it can't be that often it can't be every weekend right. i'm going out and getting you know yeah so okay so what is the biggest takeaway and what would you recommend to people that are just want to live mm. a healthier, better life? Because you were, I'm just going to say it, I hope you don't mind, but you were very unhealthy with extremely mm. bad habits. Yeah, yeah. As far as nutrition, as far as mm. never moving, mm. 
and just being stuck in a very dark mindset. Yeah. And you changed so much. What is your biggest takeaway and advice to people? So, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I, I definitely think accountability is a big thing. Um, I, I also would advise anyone that if you don't go to a doctor on a regular basis to, you know, make an appointment, have a, have a physical, at least have the facts in yeah. front of you of what the, the data shows, right, what the numbers look like. Um, for me, you know, again, and not making this an advertisement for you, but I knew that I wasn't going to be able to just do that on my own. You know, mm -hmm. I've just never, because I, I've failed at that before, right? And many people, are, I'm the same yeah. way. Sometimes I feel in a, so down and so tired from work and wrong mindset. I have to call up a, a athlete or another trainer to right. just do it together. I yeah. Know. I mean, that appointment that I referred to, it's not like it just went overnight from the previous one was great and then it was bad. Like they were trending over years yeah. to that point. So I had tried before that, okay, I'm going to definitely work out in that basement, you know, and obviously all that stuff was sitting there collecting dust. So, you know, I think that if you, if you, if you know that you can't do it yourself, um, try to find some outlet, some, again, being accountable to somebody, the motivation of, of spending on it, if you can, right, make yeah. a concession somewhere else hmm. to try to make it, you know, make it work. I um, love that. I would I definitely, that. yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, like you mentioned, like going out to dinner three or four times a month, it's that funny. literally would pay for, yeah. you know, a month of sessions definitely. here. Um, so for me, that, that, that's what I would advise, like, Make yourself accountable by being loud about it. Make that doctor's appointment and get the numbers and then try to find a different way because I, I know people in my position, it's very hard to be a self-starter and just turn it around yeah. overnight. And, you know, there's a lot of things that I didn't really know, you know, how to yeah. work out properly. So there are advantages. I mean, we're not just, you're not just counting here when I'm here. You're actually showing me things that I wouldn't be doing on my own. So. And entertaining you, telling you lame <laughs> jokes and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, yeah um, definitely. And it's, you know, just, just to be fair, it doesn't have to be an expensive trainer. Sometimes no. it can be watch YouTube videos or whatever. Right. Uh, go with a friend who has been working out for a while, something. But you definitely have to have somebody to guide you. And then, like you said, set loud goals yep. so people can call you out if yeah. you don't stick to them. I think that partnership, again, whether it's with a trainer, whether it's with a family member or a friend, I think having that is, is huge. And I, and I wanted to do that, but I was avoiding that because I didn't want to be accountable to anybody. Exactly, because you know? then you'd have actually to do right. it and to struggle through it. So, so you know, again, it's got to click. And I think, you know, those are some of the things that I would definitely recommend. All right, Neil, thank you so much right, for talking well, to you. me about Appreciate this. It. I hope you guys, listeners on podcast platforms or viewers on YouTube, uh, got something inspirational, motivational out of it. Sometimes it's just the small little things that lead to a big result. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. It can be a little more, a little more, a little more, a little more. Subscribe to the channel. Neil, Neil thank you so much. All right. Until next time, stay sore.